Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Happy May Day! Today is Monday, May 1st. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. So we have just returned from my women's conference, Fearless, which we did in Katy, Texas. Yeehaw! I'm trying really hard not to get my Southern on because that (laughs) is my bent. And we are getting excited about the next Fearless event, which will be the last one we do before the conference rebrands to the MomStrong Conference. So May 19th and 20th, we're going to be in Sparta, New Jersey at Sparta Evangelical Free Church. So if you're interested in coming on out for that, now is a good time to register. It's only a couple of weeks away. All right. I am excited today because I have my daughter on the podcast with me. Hey, Savannah. Hello. So for those of you who are not familiar with, I think most of you are, but I don't, Savannah, how often do you come on the podcast? I've been on the podcast once. So it's it's a high possibility that people have not met you yet. Yes, very high. (laughs) Very high possibility. If they follow you, they'll still know all about me. That's right, because you are the focal point of a lot of my illustrations. I know. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Um, but Savannah is a mom herself. She's in her mid-20s now. Savannah is one of seven of our children, the oldest, and she and her husband live in Camas, Washington, where she is a pastor's wife. And so you do a lot of work with you. So tell everybody kind of who you are. Tell us about your family. Well, I'm the oldest um, here, so I grew up raising kids, basically. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm raising my own, a little two boys, three and one. Um, my husband is the associate pastor at our church, and he's in charge of youth and worship. And I work with you a lot as well. Yeah, get to travel. Yes, Savannah's like been doing Texas. just like in Texas. We like to do that. We're, we do. we're like it's traveling fun. together is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun to see. I was talking to um, dad about this while it's just fun to see women's lives get changed Mm -hmm. because God does that and his word does that. It's a game changer. So awesome. So you guys work with youth. So we're going to be talking today. The topic is something that you and I were talking about sitting in the hot tub last week, right? right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. You guys is where we come up with these awesome podcast ideas (laughs) in the hot tub. And we were talking about kind of an epidemic that's been happening that you see because you work with youth a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually, here's a fun fact for everybody. I went to Multnomah School of the Bible to become a youth worker. And in my second month of youth internship, I discovered I didn't like working with youth. <laughs> <laughs> because there was I just not a grace over my life for it. But you guys are doing an awesome job and you're doing a really cool thing with the kids that are coming uh, to your church several yeah. times a week. And you were saying that you've noticed an epidemic over this new Netflix series called 13 Reasons Why, and I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but I heard about it. So um, can you tell the audience sort of what it is? And you watched it. I did. And the only reason why I watched it was because I'm a youth pastor's wife and because I spend so much time pouring into um, girls. I pretty much just pour into the girls. Um, and depression and school troubles and all these things are heavy on their hearts. And Mm. I've walked through a lot of girls of deep depression Um, and being homeschooled. I, I don't claim to understand the things that they go through in public school. I hear about it. I hear some pretty awful things that they have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, Mm. And so I watched it to get a better understanding of where they're coming from and maybe getting some insight into what they go through. Um, when I watched it, I didn't realize how many students in our youth group were watching it and really becoming very obsessed over the show. I I see them post on Facebook about it all the time. Mm. And the kinds of memes that they post are memes that 
insinuate that lots of other teenagers are also watching this. Um, like memes where it shows a room and everyone sitting in this room eating lunch or something has um, Clay, the main character, his head with the headphones on, him listening to the tapes, kind of insinuating that everybody in their school is listening to this mm-hmm. thing that Clay was listening to. So I know that it's definitely going around in the schools. Um, and for that, I'm really glad that I saw it because now I feel like I can dialogue with the girls about it and um, get some talk going mm-hmm. and hopefully give them some balance of perspective. Which is so important because so for parents who don't understand, uh, especially if you have teenagers, this is an important, uh, or if you know somebody who's a teenager or you have a niece or a nephew that's uh, um, a teen, I think it's important for you to understand why uh, Netflix uh, series 13 Reasons Why is being talked about so much, which is why Savannah's here today. But I'll give you a little bit of backstory on it. So 13 Reasons Why is based on the 2007 novel 13 Reasons Why that was written by Jay Asher and then adopted for Brian Yorkie for Netflix. And so our purpose in in talking to you about this is so that parents really will do their homework mm-hmm. and uh, and understand what their kids are watching and maybe maybe even decide not to let your kids watch it. But the storyline um, revolves with some digressions around the original plot of the book, and it follows a teenager named Clay Jensen who receives a series of cassette tapes that were recorded by Hannah Baker, a classmate who recently committed suicide. And on the thir- on each of the 13 tapes, she explains to her friends how they each played a role in her death and details the 13 reasons why she took her own life. The story follows how each of the 13 players engage with the tapes and how they react to the tapes as they spread. Selena Gomez, I thought this was interesting, is the executive producer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she she gives a kind of a brief, you can, there's an interview with her and she gives a brief synopsis of why she decided to create the show. But it, it's telling that Netflix rated this series MA yeah, for mature audiences. So um, why'd they do that, Savannah, since I haven't seen the show? There is some very graphic content. I mean, just as a whole, the entire show is very heavy mm. and it's kind of depressing. And um I felt very heavy, certainly watching it. I watched it in, I don't know, four days. I kind Mm -hmm. of, I wanted to just get it over with, I guess. Um, It does give a warning before the episodes that have very graphic content. There are two different rape scenes Mm -hmm. um, and the suicide. They show the suicide. Um, Those aren't until the end of the series. So if your kids, if you know that they've been watching this and you watched maybe the first or first two episodes and you want to you think oh based off of those two episodes i think this is okay for my kids that's not a good representation of what is actually in the show because it's not until the very end that you get to the really heavy really graphic it feels unnecessary to me um content so mm. so the show really they they earned their tv rating oh, i mean yeah. they earned that mature audience rating uh, through multiple rape scenes, nudity, underage drinking, bullying, stalking, drugs, violence, and very strong language, not to mention. Oh, yeah. The language throughout was, I I just couldn't stand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk for just a second, because I, I was surprised to hear you felt there were a couple of benefits. Like there are some good things for you as a, as a youth pastor's wife, some takeaways for you. And I think, um, there, and I've certainly seen a lot of my friends, my adult, mm-hmm. um, my adult, friends who have teenagers talking about how they could thought they could use it as kind of a stimulus to talk to um, teenagers regarding issues like suicide and bullying and rape and things like that. Um, what was your what was your takeaway um, of a reason why it might be a good thing for a parent 
to at least view part of the series. Yeah, I think as parents, um, and that's something that the show portrays is that oftentimes we as parents don't really know what's going on in our kids' heads or don't really know what's going on at school. Your kid comes home from school, you say, did you have a good day? Yep. And they don't really expound on that. Which homeschoolers Um, are the same way. Which even as a youth (laughs) pastor, I have to really pride to get anything out of the youth kids. A lot of times when I go to talk to them, it's like, okay, I don't have to, you know, okay, so you say your day was okay. What does that mean? What did you do? You know, Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of times I think we don't understand really what's going on in there. Mm -hmm. And so... And that's something that they show them. Her mom really just, I mean, she just thought she was going through normal teenage stuff. She had no idea that her daughter was on the brink of suicide. She had no idea. She was distracted with her work and distracted with other things in life that are distracting because we're all busy. Um, So they missed it. They didn't see what was going on. Um, So I do, it was helpful to me because like I said, being a homeschool student, I don't really have an understanding exactly of what it's like to be in school. And what I've heard from school counselors who have talked about the show is that the kinds of things the show addresses are things they see in their office every day. So Mm. it's very, it is realistic in that sense that this is, these are real problems. These are real things that these teenagers go through. These are real issues that I think it's good for parents to be aware of. Could I have learned all that without all the language and the rape scenes and showing the suicide? Yes. And I really wish that wasn't a part of the show. It was, Mm. it was hard for me as an adult and it, it made me feel down for a while. And I can only imagine for young teenagers watching this, how much more so that would affect them. Um, but I do think in that sense that it is good for us to be aware and it it gave me a new sense of how important it is to be asking the teens how they're doing really and really going out of my way to show them individual love and attention to know that they are loved, that there are people there for them. It's very important. Yeah. And I think knowing all the stuff that's in it, I'd say strongly urge parents to watch it before they just let their kids uh, before they let the kids watch the series so that you can make a wise choice regarding your own teenager. Because it sounds to me like there's enough graphic stuff in there that some of these kids won't be able to handle it. I wouldn't want my teenagers to watch it. Yeah. And I, I don't want to watch it. I mean, what you described to me was enough. I was like, thank you for sparing me. <laughs> my my Ryan, he wouldn't. He came in on one of the episodes and he sat down for a little bit. He's like, I can't do this. And he left. Yeah. And it, it was really heavy. But I just, for some reason, I really felt like that it was something that I needed to do. So. Well, so you're so I think what you're saying is really good because it's a it's a warning. You're we're issuing a warning. The parents need to understand that this is not just some light fluffy show about suicide. This is graphic in nature. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said, I think what you said was really right. I mean, part of me, this is a lot of our discussion in the hot tub. Part of me is like, why are we making shows like this? You know, yeah. why why can't we have we can have a discussion about suicide without showing somebody committing suicide. and But the the fact of the matter is, and we talked about this too, I've had several friends in my life commit suicide. It is a devastating thing mm-hmm. to walk through. It's a devastating thing to feel like you were somehow responsible, like you somehow missed uh, missed an opportunity or, um, or you missed a sign or a signal that that person was trying to give you. And I think that's part of what the show was trying to do. Mm-hmm is say these these signs were all there. I mean, before this girl uh, took her own life, uh, these signs were all there. And I think the cultural issues that are relevant to the episodes, like, you know, bullying of various sorts of bullying, I think that those are important things for parents to, um, to watch about. But I'm wondering, um, this is an interesting note I saw, and I'll link back to this in the show notes today, that mental health officials in Australia have strongly urged parents to not let their teenagers mm-hmm. watch it because there is a concern with copycatting the suicide. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a pretty real 
uh, it's a real concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, each parent needs to use their own discretion. But like I said, I wouldn't want my teenagers watching this show. I don't see how this show could help in any way a teenager who is struggling with depression or even the things that Hannah Baker goes through in the show. It does not um, give a balanced perspective. Relevant put out an article and they, they have a paragraph in this article about 13 reasons why that really sums up. I think my why I was disturbed throughout the show. I mean, I'm my brain is fully developed. I'm a mature adult. I'm able to use discernment when I'm watching a show and go, that's not balanced. Teenagers don't have that. Mm. They have a very hard time balancing things and they emotionalize everything. And so especially a teenager who already is in a dark place, I just don't see how this show could help them in any way. Mm. Um, And I I don't know that Netflix necessarily intended it for them to be watching. Although I did um, log into the kids Netflix the other day for Noah to watch the Lionsteins and it was the header show on Netflix, the kids. Under the kids category. Yes. So they're marketing this to children. It's TVMA. I'm yeah. like, why is this in the kids section? I actually logged out and back in because I thought maybe this is a fluke. And when I got back in, it was still there. I don't know why it was there. But mm-hmm. um, just given the fact that it's TVMA, I can't imagine that their intent was for middle school girls to sit around watching this show. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, relevant Ma- um, magazine says the most unsettling thing about 13 reasons why is not Hannah's version of the truth being canonized, but it is her nerdy and hooded Avenger in chief clay elevating Hannah to a place of sainthood. Hannah becomes a martyr, her death, a rallying cry, her accusations from behind the grave convictions ending her life gives her a mythical status in her peer community. It also makes clay realize that he loves her. This is the most baffling message of all to send to an audience of teens and young adults. Mm. And that was a thing um, that really summed up what was most disturbing to me about the show is that when it ended, after you watch her very graphically slit her wrists um, and it was all said and done, it did not, you're, you're left with feeling like, I would imagine if you're a teenager who's struggling with depression or struggling with thoughts of suicide, you're left feeling like, this was the best choice for her in a way. Like Mm. it sounds weird, but um, because she was able to get revenge through the tapes, she was able to show each and every person what they did to her and they couldn't have, they couldn't argue with her because she's gone. She's she's dead. dead. She's dead. Mm -hmm. And um, her opinions, like even throughout parts of the show, the classmates are talking with each other about what Hannah said. Well, Hannah was lying. Well, Hannah's this. Hannah just, you know, had a wrong perspective, but Clay is like, it doesn't matter. This is what Hannah felt. And so she had the final word on everything and she really does become a martyr and she ruins the lives of all those people who were on the tapes. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I was just thinking from the perspective of somebody who feels like nobody cares and that no one's there for them, that they've been bullied. If they saw that show, I would not be surprised if it convinced um, troubled teenagers that this is the best thing mm-hmm. that I can do. Yeah, almost glamorizes it, I think, yeah. a little bit. This is a very real thing. And I think part of what my my beef is with stuff like this, and uh, Savannah, you and I have talked about this before, but it kind of goes back to our culture's um, really messed up 
view on the preciousness and the beauty and the value of human life. And uh, there's another movie, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's a similar thing. So the movie uh, Me Before You is a story about this, you know, beautiful young couple and the guy um, um, winds up with a, he's paralyzed. And he decides that for him, um, being um, unable to move means being unable to live. And so the whole, again, we're again um, talking about suicide. So spoiler alert. Um, he orders his own death. I mean, he he commits suicide, and they glamorize it because as if he's done something, as if he's done something good. So, me before you gets profoundly wrong in the one thing that it desperately wants to get right. It wants to say that there's value in life, mm-hmm. but it goes completely sideways. And I think maybe the makers. I was thinking of Selena Gomez as the executive producer of the show. I think the thing she's trying to get right, she ends up getting wrong yeah. because you do elevate this this young lady to sainthood because she's gone now. So, uh, so they're going to talk about her forever. They're never going to, they're never going to, rem- they're never going to, because how could they ever forget what happened? Mm-hmm. And in that regard alone, I think it's reason for parents to say, listen, we do need to be talking about these things, but maybe this isn't the best platform. Oh, I, I don't think so. I mean, you, when you follow her story, the whole time she has no voice when she's alive, she doesn't have a voice. People don't listen. People take advantage of her. People bully her. But after she's dead, they all understand how she was right and they were wrong. And um, it really, yeah, her revenge works. And actually another kid um, co- tries to commit suicide after she, mm. after they listen to the tapes and such. And many other of the kids who listen to the tapes were left suicidal as well. I just, I do not see how this could help teenagers. Mm. Wow. So we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up this uh, podcast. I'm going to link back. For, so for those of you who are interested in some of the articles that Savannah has referenced, and I have a couple of them also, I'll link back to those in the show notes today. But we're going to come back uh, in a couple of days, and we're going to give you some talking points, some ways. Uh, Savannah and I are going to talk about some ways that you can talk to your teens and how you can engage in the lives of other teens around you. And I think this is really a wake-up call for parents. Uh, be involved in the lives of your kids, mm-hmm. you know, find out what's going on. I think what Savannah said was right. It's easier for us to, you know, be so distracted by what we're doing that we're not either taking the time or we're buried in our in our um, social media, we're buried in our laptops mm-hmm. and things are going on with our kids. We talked about uh, transgenderism last week and the insidiousness of the lies that are being permeated against uh, k- kids in the culture right now. I mean, these attacks aren't happening against adults. They're really aimed squarely at kids and 13 yep. Reasons Why is just yet another example. And uh, I've said this before and I think this is a good thing to come back on Wednesday and talk about too, but uh, for those of you parents who listen and you just feel discouraged. Um, I believe that what the Bible says is true, that your children were born for such a time as this. We were born to be parents in such a time as this. And if the word of God is true, and we believe that it is, then he will also give us the wisdom that is needed to counter the lies of the culture. So Savannah, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, my pleasure. It's fun to talk to you. We'll come back on Wednesday and pick up this discussion with some talking points for you and your teens, as well as some scriptures that you can refer back to. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.